This is episode 73 of the Hillcrest Duo, taped live on Saturday, November 25th, 2017 in beautiful Crest Hill, Illinois. I am Metal John. You can follow me on Twitter at Metal John Radio. And with me, as always, my co-host from the village, formerly known as Keepataw, it's Mr. Brad Risto. Hi, I'm at Outsider Brad on Twitter, and I am still currently overstuffed from eating way too much Thanksgiving turkey. Not me. I, I didn't, I, I portion controlled it, man. I just, more, more, I want to eat it all. Not me. I portion controlled it. I uh, I I'm did proud. start off the morning, though. You'll be proud of me. I started off the morning with uh, the Founders uh, Breakfast Stout. Yee. That was my uh, that was my breakfast beer That's Thanksgiving nice. morning. Uh, so you had a th- good Thanksgiving. You devoured. I devoured ate and just ate and ate and... No Probably I'm up to 170 pounds now. Wow. All right. Well, on this episode, we are going to focus very heavily on the Justice League, which just opened a few days ago on November the 17th. Actually, that was more than a few days ago. It was but a week ago. But it was a week ago. But we will discuss that. Spoilers. Warning. We are going to talk spoilers. spoilers. Ahead. We're going to talk likes, dislikes, Easter eggs, uh, and we'll, we got a lot. We got a lot of thoughts on Justice League. That's all mm-hmm. coming up. Uh, the Punisher just dropped on Netflix. Uh, Unexpectedly I, to me, kind of. I'm like, oh yeah, that's coming out. Yeah, I kind of knew about it like three days before it was coming. It out. was not, without much fanfare, obviously. Yeah, and when, when that when that dropped, I, I started. I I got through two episodes and. Just watching two episodes, I, I already think this is the best Marvel series. It's very, very good because I actually did the whole binge watch and saw everything about the you have more free life time and times of Frank Castle. Well, I do have a little bit more free time. I'm also willing to watch other th- I don't watch Survivor. Oh, okay. Well, Survivor ended a few weeks ago. Anyways. Well, I don't didn't know that because I don't watch it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we we will. Uh, I will finish the Punisher, and on a future episode, future episode of the Hillcrest Duo, we will talk all Punisher. That'll probably be our next podcast. Will be all Punisher. Uh, we still got our other shows to catch up on, like Walking Dead, Supergirl, The Flash, and we'll uh, we'll probably just gonna wait till like the the mid season breaks on those to to catch up on those because. So many awesome, cool things going on, including yep. Star Wars dropping in a few weeks. Star Wars coming out, just a lot of neat things. So, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, let's get right to it, man. Justice League. Uh, first of all, how many times did you see it? I've only seen it the once. I right. saw it a Sunday morning. Went to the first showing, the matinee at the Marcus in Orland Park. By the way, they've redesigned their almost theater that they have the reclining seats now. So it's really nice there now. Oh, all assigned seats? All assigned seats, all reclining seats. Oh, wow. Yeah, I went to Plus the... Plus, uh, they have booze as well. So it's a very good cinema to go to now. I went to the AMC in Schaumburg, also the recliner seats, uh, for the Thursday night set, uh, 6 p.m. show, actually. The Thursday night. Showing. The Thursday night, actually, it was 6.30. 6 p.m. was in 3D, 6.30 was in 2D. So I went to the 6.30 2D showing in Schaumburg, and then I saw it for a second time this long holiday weekend. I wanted to go see it in IMAX, so I saw the IMAX showing at the Cinemark 7 Bridges uh, just this past uh, uh, Wednesday. Awesome. It and um well, overall thoughts, metal? Uh you know, overall thoughts, uh I would say it was about what I was expecting. Um I didn't love it, but I liked it. I, I didn't hate it. I mean I'm just gonna say I I liked it, but I didn't I was very pleased with it. I thought it was very enjoyable, a good fun ride. 
I think there are some noticeable flaws. Yep. Oh no, we've got. I mean, there's there's a uh, quite but, a few things that I I'm but overall, disappointed with. There's a lot of things I loved. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Should we? Let's just start with the loves. Okay. Let's well, start, let's give it some one, love. Let's do this. I'm sure, sure we both have the same fa- favorite thing. So on three, one, two, three. Mary Allen Flash. Absolutely. I'll just his, let you say it. <laughs> his ADD, just unable to focus, being basically the um, uh, the viewer transplant, the viewer uh, avatar. Yep. He, he played it off great. Yeah, I mean, Kevin every, from I, We Have to Talk About Kevin knocked it out of the park. Yeah, no, I, uh, actor Ezra Miller, which by the way, if you've not, if you're wondering where you've seen him before, he was actually in a really good coming of age film called Perks of Being a Wallflower that came out a handful of years yeah. ago. He was in that, uh, I, fantastic job as Barry Allen, The Flash. By far the best thing about the movie. Just fun. I, I mean, great. I, he had, he had the, he had like, I feel like his character was written perfectly. Like yes. he had the humor, he had like the the, the typical like you know nerdy mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. like quirks. Like I love the one liners about Pet Cemetery and, <laughs> yes. and things like that. And even even in his little lair, he's got like Morkin uh, yes Morkin Mini played at the background and uh, Rick and Morty. Him, I being, say. him he, being not very not always too bright. I hope I'm heading east. Yeah, I mean, and just like the like the little things about him. Uh, even when he gets all excited about seeing the bat signal, just he, he was your typical fanboy, yes. Barry Allen, the Flash, um, and he wasn't too over the top. Like sometimes no. you get a character like that in a movie that's just everything. It's just not stop. Not you're like, all right, yeah. stop it already. You know, you he don't have to try fun. to be a comedian every time you get a chance to say a line. Um, and even when he was like in the Batcave and he starts zooming all over the place, he's in the Batmobile. He's over here. He's like, "Oh my God, this is so cool!" Like it, mm-hmm. exactly what you or I would have done yes. if we were if we had his abilities and just got invited into the Batcave. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, he played it great. He was well written. Not too much. Not too little. Everything he did fit the character perfectly. And. I guess I'll say it. I hope he gets his own Flash movie. Well, they're saying that uh, that's uh, going to be the next, basically the next like, movie part of this whole DCU is going to be the Flash. I thought the next one would be the next Batman movie. I, well, who knows what's going on? Who knows that, what's going but, on? But I mean, I I think based on overall reaction from ninety nine percent of the audience, yeah, because just about everybody agrees that the Flash was the best part of this mm-hmm. movie. I think Warner Brothers needs to capitalize on it and get a Flash movie going. Oh, I agree. I completely agree with Uh, that. It'll be great for just their branding and their franchise. They they have a winner here, just like Gail Gatto with um, uh, Wonder Woman. They have a winner. They need to run with it. And what I really like about this, too, is that Ezra Miller's Flash, very different than Gus's Flash on TV. Oh, yeah. And you don't. Even though there's a, the same characters are going to be talked about, there was mm-hmm. an Iris West cameo that was cut apparently yes. from from the movie. There was a lot cut apparently, um, and a lot of fans I mean, are upset about that. Oh yeah, we're going to get into that. Um, I think that's going to be in the dislikes part of the yes. podcast. Anyways, uh, I, he's very different but very good, and there's nothing against uh, Gus. Like I don't even think you need to they're have the, ca- you don't even have flashes. to have the debate who's a better Flash because they're in two different worlds. Yep. They're, you know, two different views, I, and I, I, I really like it like this. They got different things they're doing. And, uh, yeah, so uh, Aquaman, I would say Aquaman, really good as well. Uh, he surprised me because when you saw those at commercials, you're like, oh, God. 
God, he's going to be annoying. He's just going to be spouting off one-liners, which he did. But he did it in such a good way. And yeah. he was just and they really learned did. a lot about him. Obviously, you only see Atlantis once, but whatever. It's an origin. It, that's what he's I sort think. of an outcast from Atlantis, mm-hmm. too. He's not like the hero of Atlantis. And I think what was great about this, more so than um, uh, as we talk about this, than I thought I would like, was it basically did three origin stories in one movie, and it didn't leave anything out, and you didn't feel cheated. Yeah. That's I, no, what I, I agree. really liked. I agree. They uh, they did a good job with Aquaman as well. Um, and, you know, Ben Affleck just continuing to do the Ben Affleck thing with Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm going to get more into that probably on my dislike side, because there was some stuff with that I was really disappointed with. Uh, another thing I did like was... I really liked, um, I think this was the best Superman's been written since the DC Extended Universe. He wasn't mopey and moody. Yeah. He was the Superman you expected Superman to be. Yeah. Uh, favorite I, scene in the movie, Brad? What, what do you got? See, that one you caught me off guard. So how about you go with yours first and I'll give you mine? Ugh. Mine is by far when the Flash saved Wonder Woman and he's just laying on top of her chest and then he pops up real quick with like kind of like, ooh, uh, hope nobody saw that. I um, love that scene. That, I, I mean, I, I laughed really hard the first time I saw it and then the second viewing, I was like, I enjoyed it even more. Um, there's another great moment with the Flash that had me laughing my ass that a lot. off. Another great scene. The scene when <laughs> the Flash is running around Clark Kent Mm-hmm. And, and, and Clark, Clark notices them, and, oh, and, and they just no. make eye contact, and the flash, and Barry's just like, whoa! Oh, and that no. look on his face is so awesome. It's kind of like, <laughs> can you really see me? Crapple, 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 crapple. Are you, are you following me with your eyes? That's not good, not good. Um, but I love that. I, I completely scene. agree that Barry almost stole almost every scene he was in. For me, it was a scene in the trailer, but basically talking to Gordon. But every, they're both gone. Everyone else is gone, and he's still there. Like, oh wow, they're they're gone. They're really <laughs> gone. How'd they do that? And then he just disappears in front of Gordon. Then he zooms. <laughs> yeah, Zo- just speeds away. That would. I think that was my favorite scene. It was small. It was fun. I also did like um him uh, saving the family in Russia. That I will get to that in the dislikes though too. Yeah, me too. I think we'll be in agreement. I think we're. I think me and you will be in agreement a lot on the dislike side, but I mean, again, I'm gonna. I, I can't it's emphasize this enough. I, overall, it was a very enjoyable movie. It was. It it's was a fun. step forward from Batman versus Superman. It's a step forward Ooh, for not Man. In my of, opinion, but in my opinion, it was step forward for Man of Steel. Obviously, not as good as Wonder Woman. Yeah, I mean, I will transition over to the dislike side by going back to what you said um, about about a step forward. Reason why I kind of disagree, but so Batman versus Superman, the theater cut, and then the ultimate edition. The ultimate edition, ten times a better movie, and I will even say that about Suicide Squad, a better movie with the director's cut. I forgot about that and, movie. And 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 now you've got Justice League, which you know the Warner Brothers CEO this came out weeks ago, basically told Josh and Zach this movie's going to be under two hours. I think I, he kind of put that like apparently this is a rumor, but yeah. it's, it's out there on the on the internet if you want to look it up. But if, the if Warner it's Brothers on the CEO, internet, it must be true. Yeah. Well, the the, the story is that the Warner Brothers CEO I told them it. the movie needs to be under two hours, which means, and this goes into my dislikes, is that 
that's my biggest problem with this movie is I feel like there's so much missing. Uh, and you I could just felt... tell when you when you watch the movie it feels rushed. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's edited for TV. Like it's right. it, it's it's rushed. They they right. cut out the bad language, they cut out this, they cut out this, they cut out this and they cram this in to fit within the TV schedule. That's how that's the, one of the feels I got watching the movie twice. I kind of felt that way and I'm like, man, there's so much missing. I felt and, the and, length and I, was I, probably appropriate cuz I I thought there was more that could be cut personally. That's really? me. Well, that entire Russian family arc uh, could have been completely cut. That Agreed. is my biggest dislike. Is we, you, we're off in Russia. We have this family that we don't give a damn about, and it's like, okay, I know exactly what's going to happen after the second one. Like, okay, I know exactly what's going to happen. They're going to get saved by either Superman's going to swoop in during the battle and save him, or obviously in this case, just get saved by the Flash. And well, uh, what was kind of an unnecessary scene. Yeah, and part of me when that family first started appearing. And I'm like, why? Who are these people? My first thought was they had the box. That was my first thought too. I'm like, if they I'm had like, the box, oh, they have the box like buried under their house, like yeah, they're like, protecting that, the box. Well, they because he it. started immediately boarding things up. Hey, all right, get under the table. It's like he almost was like was battle ready for this moment, like right. he knew it was coming. So that was my thought. I but mean, then all of a sudden, Cyborg shows, hey, I got the box right here. I'm like, I oh. got the box. So what was with the Russian family? They didn't go back to them, and they're just like. And they kept going their back, house, like, like hiding from the parademons. Agree with you 100. percent It seemed like they inserted a storyline to kind of show you it. that sympathetic saving the the you know yeah. saving the family moment, and and they didn't really need to do that. No, like, you, it, you it could felt have unneeded. completely just shown a Russian family fleeing in the truck and then getting saved by Barry. My, I I agree with you that was unnecessary. But you know what my number one unnecessary scene was the very beginning. The cell phone footage. You see, what the, what the well, F? You know what? WTF? It, what was, what was the point of putting that scene in the movie? Agreed. I mean, unless I, you're gonna I, finish I thought it, about it. Unless you were going to finish it. If he had finished the statement at the end of the movie, okay, you know what? Maybe a little unnecessary, but we got the um, statement. Well, let's, let's, I'm breaking this down first. You see this footage. First of all, Superman looks like a fake Superman. Because of the CGI edits of his mustache. Yes. Uh, he, he doesn't even... I'm watching this. I, the first time I'm watching I'm like, is that even is that even Henry? That doesn't look like him. I was like, is this a fake Superman? I was like, okay. And then this kid's talking to him. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, maybe that kid is the Flash. Maybe that's Barry Allen talking to him. And we're going to come back to oh, this that later awesome. in the movie. That's my first thought was that was Barry Allen talking to him. We're going to come back to this. That would have been then a good Then the movie one. cuts and, and you get... To, to Batman's opening scene on the rooftop, which was badass, by the way. I really like that, where he's fighting the, the burglar. And the, one of the coolest shots in that scene, Brad, when you're watching it at IMAX, you notice it more, is when the burglar comes out of the door, you can see Batman's reflection in the glass. He's, oh. he's like kind of a perch, and then he walks around, and then you see Batman in the background. But that first shot, when he opens up the cool. door, you see, cool. you see the, gla- like the glass goes into the frame, and you see Batman's reflection. It okay. shows up really clear well, in IMAX. Yes. Going- Probably not so much in the theater. But, anyways, it, they never go back to that scene. And I'm like, what was the point of that? Like, he didn't you finish the sentence. You don't like, get the he pay- answered the question. What's, what's the, what, what do you like what do you- the most? And I suppose you get the answer in the way um, people get saved and blah, 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 but let them vocalize it. But, yeah, I, I just felt like it was unnecessary. Like, there was no point to that scene. And not to mention that that had to be part of the reshoots because of the fact that, you know, they they, they CGI'd his face. Yes, the, the getting rid of the mustache. Um, other issues I suppose I had, 
there's a lot of continuity errors. One of them, the one, two, two of them that um, caught my eye was the fact that they kind of borked Cyborg's creation storyline because you show him getting created in Batman versus uh, Superman, but then they say in this movie he got created during um uh, right after Superman died when the boxes started doing stuff. That's one of the issues I had, and this is a, such a small one, but I it stuck out like a sore thumb to me when Diana called Superman Kal-El and. He never he never called told um uh, Wonder Woman his real name ever in the ten minutes they knew each other before Superman died. That's true. It's a small it's small, but to me. But it's I like, guess it's one of those things where she could have learned it, you know, throughout 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 the. Well, but I, they, I get, they were I, acting like there was a lot of familiarity between those two, and there wasn't. They knew each other for ten minutes, and then Superman uh, keeled over and died. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say that, the, I, I mean, I guess on the continuity error stuff, I really didn't notice anything that, that drew me off, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn to my biggest disappointment now. Um, is this somewhat I think it is, which is the noticeable difference between a Joss Whedon directed scene and Zack Snyder directed? No. The okay. resurrection of Superman. I, you Brad, mean the fact that, the excuse en- my language, but I fucking hated it. The fact that the entire, <laughs> um, uh, uh, basically biggest point of the plot was to resurrect Superman oh. and, reinforcing every um, complaint we've ever had about Superman. Like, these guys can't do anything without Superman. These guys can't do anything without Superman. And this movie just goes and reinforces it, that um, whole point that this Justice League can't do the job without him. Is that yeah. your problem? No, That's my problem, problem is the way they brought him back. First of all, when Batman vs. Superman ended, remember, the dirt comes off the coffin. Yes. Immediate thought. He's still alive. He's just... You know, he's getting Mighty all of his time. Yeah, he, he's getting all of his, uh, his, he's reincarnating himself or whatever. He's healing himself. Right. Like kind of he's in a comatose state. Which is what it was. I'm thinking he's alive. By the way. And part of me was thinking the whole time, like, his big entrance going into this movie, I'm kind of thinking, how will they bring him back? Yeah. Is he just going to, like, launch himself out of the coffin and up through the dirt? Like, how badass would that be? That would have been awesome. Well, we get the black Batman or Superman suit. Mm-hmm. Like, what will happen? You mean the, like and the then, and then, and then they decide, oh, let's use this thing that created Doomsday to bring him back. Um, hey, Flash, Cyborg, go dig him up. And let's I make mean, jokes. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh. And then they bring him back. They dump him in the water. Yep. They flash into the electric. I'm like, this is cheesy. I'm yep. like, you did a really good job hiding Superman from... The public. We didn't see Superman being nope. filmed. We didn't get any leaked footage. We didn't see any a, anything in the trailers with him. He was just. We knew he would be back, and, and we, we knew he'd how he would be too. back. So I'm thinking, you got the perfect opportunity to bring him back in a badass way, have a badass entrance, and instead you throw him in this water. He launches out. He goes to Memorial, and he's he all like, crazy. You know, he's he has no idea like what's going on, and then and then and then you know he. You know, you bring in Amy Adams. By the way, speaking of that scene, remember in Batman vs Superman when mm-hmm. uh, when Bruce Wayne had his vision, where the Flash came to him and said, "Lois is the key." Yeah, Lois is the key. Well, Lois was the key to getting yeah. him back to reality. And, Very good. Uh, and you know, so that worked out. Also, that was a, a good, nice payoff. Also, actually. a quick nerdy moment. So, all of the scenes with Clark 
and Lois at the farmhouse, yeah. which is filmed in Plainfield, Illinois. They must have did that in top secret mode because I didn't know anything about when they were in town filming that. So they must have came out here for like a day, and just shot boom, it, boom. and got out of there real quick. Awesome. Because that whole farmhouse scene is uh Because you would have been there. Oh, of course. Well, I think I think most people would have noticed and be like taking easy place to snoop and take photos and mm-hmm. spot. You could have easily spotted photos of just get Clark in, get and out. Lois. Or maybe done it um, over multiple days, just not connected yeah. days. Just like, okay, we're going to go do this, and we're going to only be there two hours, and then we're getting out. So we I want people to know. Man, I just was so disappointed with the way the way they brought him back. And my buddy I saw the movie with, he agreed with me. He's like, this is – They could have done something They could have decided – they could have brought him back a cool – and plus, it again, going back to the continuity years, what was the point of the dirt rising up if he was, yeah. if he was really dead? Mm-hmm. If he was dead as a door now, why would the dirt rise up? Exactly. Um, obviously, this is – I mentioned it a little earlier. This is one of the biggest complaints people have is the jarring way you can tell the difference between a scene that was directed by Zack Snyder and ones that were directed by Joss Whedon. There is definitely differences in tone, differences in uh Well, it framing. changes music score, too. Yeah, differences in framing. Well, that's that's post. That's not that, That's yeah. not them. Um, but differences in, in how it's shot, what the colors are like in the frame, dialogue, obviously. You can tell, like, okay, that's snarky and um, uh, kind of sarcastic. That's uh, um, a Joss Whedon. That's kind of depressing. That's Zack Snyder. <laughs> like the scene where um, uh, Batman gets dropped on the ground. I'm definitely bleeding. Oh, yeah. And I, and I laughed at that one. Part of well, I, 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 I was going to say, before he got dropped on the ground, I, that was a really funny scene where Superman drops him. And then in the background, you hear that thud. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> But um, I thought that was a fun scene. Part of me wants to looks forward to possibly Whedon and Snyder actually working together as real co-collaborators instead of them being, okay, I'm going to do this and you're going to do this, as much as what this was kind of like because Zack Snyder had to leave the project. But for them to be legitimate co-collaborators, because there was a lot I liked about this movie. And I think if those two guys work together, it'd be a good flick. Yeah. And one thing I got my fingers crossed, I'm really hopeful for. I, I really hope we can get a director's cut of this because I just know. I just know from watching this movie, there's at least 45 minutes of stuff cut out of this. Um. Well, yeah, because remember. And, I mean, God, and, and that pisses me off because why not just – as as fans, as fans of the characters, as comic book fans in general, if it's a four hour movie, we're going to sit through it and watch it. Well, let's bear in mind, you know, it but looks like they may have cut a lot out that filmed things that they were planning to even do. Because remember what the original tagline was: "Unite the seven. How many were there? Six. six. Well, they so, changed the tagline to the whole six, like you yeah. know. But yeah, but well, they the did seven. their first com- commercial, the Seven Nation Army song. Yep. And now there's not seven people, so. Everyone knew that what six were. Everyone wanted to know what the seventh was. Was it supposed to be Green Lantern? Because you saw Green Lantern in the flashback. Yeah. Well, let's talk about scenes cut just from the trailer alone. Yeah. The the whole scene where at the very end that everybody got all hyped up about where somebody makes an entrance to the yes. Batcave and Jeremy Irons as Alpha is like, oh, hopefully you're not too late. You could easily say, all right, maybe that's Superman. Maybe because, that was Superman. Because if you think about it, during that final battle with Steppenwolf, Superman shows up. He mm-hmm. just randomly shows up at the battle. But maybe there was a scene in there where he goes to the Batcave first. That's possible. Uh, there's a scene where Bruce Wayne's looking at a hologram, which has the red cape that right. you can think is Superman. 
Why is that cut? There's a lot of scenes. There was from a lot of scenes cut. cut. There was um the uh, Barry Allen uh, meeting up with Iris scene, which you already described. Cut. There's also William Defoe has a cameo in it as uh, a member of something to do with Aquaman. I don't know if he's a member mm-hmm. of the Aqua family or what, but apparently uh, William Defoe has a scene that was cut from the movie. Um, so there's there's quite a bit there's that a, was definitely cut. And remember uh, how excited we were when we learned that um, uh, J.K. Simmons was going to be cast as Commissioner Gordon. He has like two scenes and he he doesn't need to be in this flick. And he was awesome in, the, in those oh, two scenes. He was too. awesome, but you didn't need him. Uh, I, I agree. Um, all right, so I got some Easter eggs to talk about. Just okay, so let's you, get to those Easter I eggs. I mean, we so talked about Green talk Lantern already. About Punisher. Yeah, we talked about uh, Green Lantern already. Um, Zeus making the cameo. Did you see Zeus yep. during the flashback? A um, couple of signs. There's an Ace Chemical sign, which can be seen when uh, when Barry Allen points to the bat signal. You can see mm-hmm. Ace Chemicals there. Um, in the beginning sequence, there's a sign advertising Janus, which uh, is uh, as in Janus Cosmetics, which mm-hmm. is a a corporation in the DCU, which um, is run by a, a family, and uh, the son of that family becomes Black Mask. Yep. Um, uh, another uh, cameo, Jimmy Olsen, the actor who made Jimmy Olsen famous, actor Mark McClure. He's uh, the prison guard that Barry Allen is talking to when he goes to visit his father. Oh, cool. Um, you hear both the original Superman theme a few times in Mm-hmm. Most notable, noticeably when Superman's at war at the War Memorial, uh, you can hear the Batman '89 theme a few times. Yeah, um, I remember hearing that. Like, but it's so subtle you don't always know you're. Yeah, hearing you don't it. really notice. Uh, the second time you see it, I was paying more attention to the score, I was listening for it because I was um, trying to hear. I'm like, okay, is this it? Is this it? And, uh, uh, the Clark Kent's famous red flannel makes an appearance when he's on the farm. Yeah. Um, at the very end of the movie. Um, when, when, uh, Diana's at the, you know, they're arresting a few people and Diana greets some kids. One of the kids is wearing cat ears. <laughs> Interesting. Um, Barry, when he's in his lair, uh, he's telling Bruce Wayne his unique skills and qualifications among them. He says, I can speak sign language, gorilla sign language. Uh-huh. <clears throat> the famous Zack Snyder falling shell casing is seen in the movie. Which, uh, well, yeah. That's just his thing, though. That's just that's like um John Woo and Doves. Uh, the uh, uh the the line from uh Alfred about exploding wind up penguins, obviously a nod to Batman yeah, Returns. So, and uh, well, a couple of um uh, nods to what Batman has done in the past, which was kind of nice to know that. Yep, there is a whole set of stories that Batman has done that we didn't get to see because, as he said. It's worked for 20 years. Yeah, there's that. Uh, I would say even in the room that's kind of got the Japanese armor in it, mm-hmm. that's kind of nod to the statue room in, in Batman, uh, yep. the first Batman movie, uh, with King of the Wicker people. Yep. Um, Jason Momoa revealed before Justice League started, uh, during his press tour, he revealed that Zack Snyder confirmed to him that Aquaman was indeed the person who saved Superman from the oil rig in Man of Steel. Oh, cool. Even though we haven't seen that in the movie yet, apparently that's true. Zack Snyder definitely confirmed that to Jason Momoa, and uh, Jason has told the press that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, those are a couple of Easter eggs I found courtesy of Screen Rant. Oh, one thing I want to talk to you too about, the newspaper. Did you catch the newspaper? I paid more attention to it in my second viewing. Uh, which one? Because didn't we see a newspaper a couple times? Uh, there's, a, there's a clip in the very beginning after Batman, you know, the, the, the parademon self-destructs, yeah. um, and you kind of cut to a shot of, like, the streets of mm-hmm. Gotham. 
um, the camera pans across a newspaper that says, yeah, Superman. Did they return to their planet? Mysterious ah. wave of disappearing heroes. Then there's a photo of David Bowie, Prince, and Superman. I did not see that one. That is awesome. By the way, Prince, there's your connection to Batman 89 again. There's a nice one, yeah. Good. But uh, did they return to their planet? Mysterious wave of disappearing heroes. I love that. Captain. That's, That's nice. Awesome. Good old, good old fluff piece there. Uh, uh, that was that was kind of cool, but um, but yeah, Lois is. The it was key. A, like <laughs> I said. Overall, that was a very good film. It kind of had some pacing issues. You wanted to see more. I personally was fine with the length. I the, like I said, there were things that could be cut, and when you cut those things, you could move things back in. Obviously, let's talk about. I think two ex- hours was the perfect one, though. Let's talk about the extra scenes. So you got two of them. The yeah. first one is the Superman versus Flash race. Yes. Which sort of, Fun. you got two of those. You got the one where they were saving the family. Yes. Um, you know, Superman's like slow poke. You know, but again, do you think it was too early for them to be poking fun at each other? They just met. <laughs> yeah, like, well, since the last time um, they met, um, uh, Mary almost got killed by this guy. Yeah, you know, maybe a little harsh there, um, uh, Soup. But, but I thought the, I thought the, the, Flash versus Superman race at the end was kind of funny. Well, yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, mean, I, I mean, we got to talk about the scene at the very end, which was awesome. Yes. Uh, so if you didn't stay to watch the final, final extra scene, you really missed out on something cool. So uh, That means more Jesse the, Eisenberg. The prison, yeah, the prison guards go into Arkham, and there's an imposter in, in, in Lex's cell. Right. It's not Lex. Lex is out. Then you cut to a yacht. Lux is sitting on the yacht wearing the black, like, tailored suit. Mm-hmm. Very similar to what Gene Hackman wore when he was Lex Luthor. Right. Uh, in this old Superman movies. And you meet Deathstroke. Yes. And, Bad of course, ass. <laughs> um, uh, we need to form a league of our own, which everyone either says means Legion of Doom or, more ra- rather, the Injustice League. Yeah. So, uh, very, very cool. I loved, uh, I loved that perfect – I thought it was a perfect extra scene. Mm-hmm. Um, for for the movie just to kind of set things up, but yeah, of course more Jesse. But I'm hoping maybe they kind he'll of, be I'm a bit more. Ref, um, a, I, I, I could say this about 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 time. Justice League. Here's here's something that I do appreciate overall about the movie is they really did listen to the to the, to oh, the yeah. criticisms of Batman versus Superman. Was lack not, of humor. Yep, we got plenty hey, of humor. In yes, here. and we didn't get too much. Like it wasn't humor overload. No, but there's a lot of comic relief. Needed. Um, we talked much about the, the, lack of color. Yeah, lack more of color, color in scenes. Yeah, more. Yeah, exactly. Um, less downtime, really, because this is just like bang, oh, bang, 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 along. bang. I mean, but again, to me, as just somebody who's really paying attention to everything, you could just notice that things are missing. You know, there's some backstory missing. There's more scenes missing. There's, mm-hmm. you know, obviously when you watch trailers that have scenes that are not in the movie, um, they, I. Don't think they did that on purpose. No. It's... Again, no. They did pay attention to a lot of people who complain about Batman versus Superman giving away too much in the trailers. Yeah, well, they kept... and they didn't give away anything in the trailers, really. No. I mean, there was only a few scenes from the trailers that were actually in the movie, which maybe that was done on purpose. But you know what? I, I, I kind of like that. Although it, some people can say it's false advertising, but screw those people. It's I not like false it. advertising. I mean, they advertise the movie, but yeah. Anyways. Uh, screw those people. Uh, overall, I'm, I'm glad yeah, you liked it because I know some dumb. people that uh, you know. Some I know it's not not getting the best reviews, but again, everybody is just wanting I to compare it to Marvel movies. Personally, Stop. like I said, I think it was a step forward. But that's me. 
Yeah, no, I thought I thought it was a step. I, I thought it was a step in the same direction. I thought everything was great about it. I just personally, I just want that director's cut because, as I said before, Batman vs Superman, the director's cut, the ultimate edition, ten times better movie, more storyline, more more, just more foundation into the plot. Right, and then same with Suicide Squad. The extra scenes made the movie more enjoyable. Well, the, the this big, movie, if they come out with a three-hour director's cut, I'm telling you, Brad, it's probably going to be one of the best movies of the DCU. Because the big thing that um, the Marvel Universe had on the DC Extended Universe is they got to do all those small movies and not have to fit everything in one big movie. Yep, they got to lay the groundwork ahead of time, and this one they had to take time to lay some groundwork. Before we go, though. We, talk, we said we were going to talk about it. We actually kind of glossed over it on accident, and that's the Punisher premiere. You're through two. What are your initial thoughts? Well, as I said before at the beginning of the podcast, this I think this is my favorite Marvel series. Just through two episodes, a lot of action, good storyline so far. Um, John Berthenall, home run, man. He is the oh, Punisher. Oh, yeah. Just, he, I mean, he's the perfect Punisher. He's just this big white ape that's gonna. you don't want to piss off. Yeah, I mean, and I enjoyed how they, sh- how they, uh, at least in the first two episodes, they put a lot of flashbacks of mm-hmm. like him and his family life. Like you're seeing a more calmed, relaxed. You're him. gonna see. A, you're gonna you're see seeing a, the pre-Punisher. You're gonna see some cool things about his past life of him serving in Afghanistan and all sorts of other things. I'm but, really looking forward to finishing this. It's oh, probably it's gonna, so good. I'm probably how gonna be done with it by the time we sit down a week from today and tape another podcast. Mm-hmm. So how they just. Thread you along for such a long time on lots of things that you're like, how is this going to pay off? How is this going to pay off? Just so many good little things. You see Karen Page again. Yep. Well, before we get to um, our our podcast where we talk all about it and full spoilers and everything, which will be coming next week, um, since you did finish it without giving anything away, where does it rank on your Marvel series? Oof, that's a good question. I think we were both in agreement that either Luke Cage or Jessica Jones is probably number one, right? Don't forget Daredevil. Well, Daredevil was up there, but I mean, for me, well, Jessica Luke Cage Jones, is probably my number one. You see, Jessica Jones is my number one. But Justice, but let's face it, Jessica Jones was so much better because of David Tennant. Yes, well, that's I, I'm saying because of David Tennant. Is this just standalone story? This is one might have the best story story. But I still think I'd put Jessica Jones one in this too. Then oh, Luke fine. Page. So then top top two, season. top three. Okay. Then both seasons of Daredevil. Okay. Perfect. All right. Well, that'll be coming up future, but this will do it for our Justice League full spoilers review. Uh, you got it, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll be talking to you in the, again next week with Punisher. Full spoilers, talking about that entire series. And then on future episodes, we'll catch you up on Walking Dead, Supergirl, Flash, Star Wars. We got so much coming up. It's going to be a busy, busy winter here in Will County. Episode 8. I am Metal John at Metal John Radio on Twitter. He is Brad Risto at Outsider Brad on Twitter. This has been Episode 73 of the Hillcrest Duo. Talk to you next week.